Welcome back to another episode of The Rankable Podcast. My name is Garrett Sussman. I am the Demand Generation Manager here at iPoll Rank, and I am stoked. I This dude joined us at iPoll Rank last year. He's been so much fun to talk to, whether it's in like Slack communities talking about his experience on his farm with his ducks or, you know, anything that's going on in his world. Today, I'm joined by Michael Glavick. He is the senior SEO analyst at iPoll Rank. He's been in SEO for about like six years now after spending all these years in construction and retail before going back to school. He's in, basically he's in this class. Market research teacher introduced it, the idea of SEO and the dude was hooked. Thank you for joining me today, Michael. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Excited to be on here. Dude, so what, before we even dive in, what's it been like at iPoll Rank over the, the past year or so? What, what, what's your, what's your, what do you want to get out to folks about it? I mean, for me, it's been, it's that next big step. And just what, you know, the idea of what enterprise SEO could be and the work that could be done, it's, for me, it's been awesome. I mean, just everyone, it's been super collaborative. Uh, everyone works well together and just been, you know, I've been just taking huge strides forward, you know, personally, uh, which has been amazing. I mean, that that's the thing, right, is like when you work at an agency, especially an SEO agency or any type of marketing agency, it's this opportunity to really develop your skill set. And it kind of leads right into what we're talking about today, because, you know, earlier you and I were talking about this idea of, you know, the T-shaped marketer, the idea that there are all these generalists out there, but how important it is to really specialize in one aspect of marketing. and so. We kind of were saying that the same is the truth for SEO these days. Like there's a variety of skill sets for SEO. Do, do you believe that there, there should be more like T-shaped SEOs? I think so. Just because, you know, there's, there's, let's be honest, there's really two main practices with SEO. There's content and technical are the two main ones. And I know plenty of people that hate content and plenty of people that hate technical and I don't really hate doing content, but it's not my forte, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Uh, and, and that could just be from the experiences I've had where it's, I don't want to say it was easy because it's never easy, but for, there there comes points where it's like, you f where I figured out what the content I was doing, where it's like, I just keep following the same formula. Like, this isn't fun. Just like, oh, I got to write another article. It's like, all right, well, let me pull A, B, C, D, E, F, G have been covered. Boom, there you go. Oh, look at that. It's got traffic. Cool. Uh, I'll give myself another gold star, I guess. But, um, you know, but then there's people that love that. And that's great. Uh, and to your point about the journalists, I feel like, you know, when I was in, when I went back to school, that seemed to be pushed real hard. Uh, you know, you, sh you should know everything. You should try and know a little bit of everything and just be a generalist because generalists are more important than a specialist. And I'm just, I don't think so. Uh, things change. I think especially things change way too fast now, I think, to be a generalist and be good at it. Uh, you know, as we discussed, I mean, just yeah. with generative AI and that, like the way that's just been 
went from nobody knew what it was to chat GPT came out to like, what's next. And then it, OpenAI is like, oh, by the way, here's the chat uh, GPT API. Go crazy, everyone. <laughs> I know it's it's so hard not to have that conversation about chat GPT because to your point, or like just AI generative content last like few weeks, few months, that's on the tip of everybody's tongue. I think I'm very curious for you, you're differentiating between the content SEO and the technical SEO. What drew you to technical SEO? And what are, what are some of the skill sets that are really important for to, to kind of develop deep in that practice? Yeah, originally for me, it was, I enjoyed... Uh, like I started messing around building websites with like basic HTML and uh, I have like my first website that it's straight HTML. It's built using frames and it's the worst way to build a website for SEO now, but it's still out there because it's like, I like going back to it and seeing like, Hey, this is what I thought was good once upon a time. Uh, but to your point about the teacher, it was like, I went back to school to do sales and had to take a market research class. And then he talked about SEO one day. And I stayed after class and talked to him for an hour about it. And that was where it's like, oh, I can take, I like building websites, but there's also a thing where, hey, is that website built correctly? I didn't know that was a thing. Never thought of that. Like, hey, are my links going to the right place? And, you know, is this, and the deeper, and the more I've gotten in, it's like, oh, what's my page speed? Is my javascript rendering correctly and it's kind of starting from there uh yeah and i think you know the, the base for me was like learning html and building sites that's you know it's funny i hear that so often is that sure there are all these great resources out there to learn seo but the way people tend to learn the best is by doing it themselves did you were you experimenting with your own sites with like kind of goals in mind or were you winging it? Like how, how did you kind of learn from building your own stuff? I was, I'm, I can't lie. It was a lot of winging it. Just put it together and be like, all right, let me see how Google analytics works. So uh, where do I install this? And then I remember <laughs> I, I put Google analytics on my site, posted it on my Facebook and just put, Hey, everyone go visit my site. So I can see what Google Analytics does. And <laughs> <laughs> what did your mom and uh, some some random friend show up? <laughs> no, I, there were a bunch of people showed up. It got like a hundred people actually went to it. Damn. Um, yeah, and it was one of those like, oh, cool. So that's what live data. It was one of those like, oh, that's what live data looks like. Cool. No one's been back to it since, but. You know. <laughs> But so, yeah, so you mentioned HTML. That's a real critical skill set when you're getting like started. What what else do you need to scaffold that skill set so you can come into like an agency like iPoll Rank and be able to accomplish what you need, what needs to be done for like an enterprise client? Yeah, I think for there, that's, I'll be adamant that I just, I don't know everything. Right. Like, think anyone does but it's outside of that like html it's like because you're going to come in and client a is going to be on wordpress and client b is going to be on shopify and client d is going to be on you know salesforce commerce cloud and you'd be like i haven't seen half of these 
but kind of like at the end of the day with like that HTML knowledge and understanding how a site's put together, you could still kind of take peeks into, hey, is this thing pieced together correctly? Or you know how to find, you know, if you understand like the structure of a site, like, you know, head, body, where, what's supposed to be where, or how like certain bits of code are made within the HTML, it's like, hey, I can go find canonical tags in the site. I can go find, hey, are you blocking your page? with your uh, robots metadata, you know, do you have a no index, no follow in there? You can kind of find those things. Uh, I mean, to be fair, yeah, there's tools you can do use now to do that, but uh, still having that knowledge, you know, yeah, you can have a tool that tells you, Hey, this thing's broken, but without the knowledge of how it was made and why it's broken, you know, you can't really, tools kind of useless at that point. <laughs> I mean, that that's a, that's a good point. Like if you had to decide between learning tools, learning development and understanding how to analyze data, what do you think's the most important as an SEO? Ooh. I mean, right now I would say analyze, being able to analyze the data, but they're so like, I almost say it's like one A, one B, one C. Like, Fair. if you're gonna pick one over the other, I mean, I think too. Like, you have to have, especially on the technical side, it's very, it's very dry. Like, it's not, it's not exciting reading. It's not exciting being like, oh, yeah, let me go read this code stuff. Like, nobody writes stuff about code and like exciting. You're not reading Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings code. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very hard to get through sometimes, but like it's you almost have to sometimes, but yeah. So when you when you are like looking at code to, to your point it's dry, but you love technical SEO, what do you like about it? Like what gets you going? On the technical side for me, it's it's always different. Like it's not, you know, it's trying to solve for me, it's trying to solve that puzzle of because it's like, hey, I have this issue. What is it? All right. Let me start, let me lift the hood and start looking. And it's a lot of tinkering. And let me see if I can find the piece that's, you know, broken or what's wrong. And it's it's almost never the same. You know, you start, you start, it's almost like you're building just this bank of examples you can go back to and you kind of add to. And it's like, all turns into almost like for me, you know, I consider it a crazy story. I'm sure if I tell it to someone, not an SEO, they're like, whatever, dude. But still for me, because it's, you know, an example, recently looking at a client's site and it's like, hey, I, I, I've told uh, other people, I was like, I've only read about injection attacks before. Like never seen them, but like the last year between here and my previous agency, like I've seen five now. Wow. And each one turned out to be like a different thing. And because it's just like, oh, it's to hear, oh, it's the tool's bad. But to like, you know, being able to read the code, it was uh, the last one I saw that was coming from a page. And I went on the page. I'm like, where, how are they doing this? And on the one page, there was a line of code in their template that allowed the use of creating URLs. And I'm just like, wow. Like, and if you didn't know how to read through like the page templates and the HTML, you you would have never figured, you wouldn't be able to find that because how would you know to look through it or what to find? And it's, 
just little things like that where it's like you like oh my god there it is like almost digging for treasure if you will <laughs> yeah you really do have to be like a forensic detective to some extent and and the injection is so powerful whether it's like used maliciously or even i think something came up recently where where microsoft was injecting into the chrome browser their own advertisement so it's like there's a moral aspect too of of how you're using the the injection tech like whether it's intentional or you're a victim of it <laughs> yeah i feel like you, you go into gsc and look at these weird URLs that start popping up. You're like, I'm I'm assuming you guys aren't uh, aren't trying to advertise a page selling certain pills for people. <laughs> it is that is uh, not a fun conversation I can imagine I have with a client. Speaking of which, you so you've worked in a bunch of different industries and you've seen a bunch of different you know technical situations. What would you say? is the hardest industry to work in as a tech SEO? I don't don't know that one of them would be harder than the other. I think it's, I feel like for me that, and this would be everyone, the hard, the hard part comes the bigger the company gets. Mm, irrespective, Irrespective of the industry, because the bigger they get, and this is something too, with coming to IPO rank that, I've never had this question posed to me if someone said, what's our ROI on this change going to be? And it's one of those things where you're like, I've never had to explain that to somebody before. Like, that's a great question. You know, I should like something you should be thinking about. Yeah. You know, is this worth it? Because in my, in my mind, I'm like, Hey, this is broken. We should fix it. And it's, I don't know, I got like, and it's kind of like, you know, as you progress through, you start making those changes to your approach on stuff. But yeah, I don't think from a technical side, I haven't, like I said, I don't think there's one industry worse than the other. Uh, I take that back. I'm sorry. I take, <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> the worst industry is somebody, <laughs> let me phrase this correctly. The worst industry is, I don't want to say web designers, but people that do development because you have to tell them they screwed up Hmm. and they're like, no, we didn't. Yes, you did. And that was one of the first, that was one of my first big, my first big jump into some tech SEO findings was a company that built sites using React. That was, oh, we're React experts. All right, cool. And they built their site incorrectly, according to Google, on how you should do React, because they were serving everything. Speaking fine. of injections, <laughs> right, right. they weren't. They just everything was incorrect about it. And, and this was like I spent an entire weekend watching a billion Martin Split videos, and then like all the Google documentation. And I had to send them an email that was like, "Hey, according to Google, you did X, Y, and Z wrong, and that's yeah. why your site's not performing." Oh, I mean, that that's the thing. And you brought up the great point is like working with big sites, working with business culture and trying like how often SEO is either not in the room or be not the priority yet the decisions that SEOs make or can impact can can for an enterprise can can result in millions of dollars. Yeah, I have been told on calls before we just need you to SEO the site. But no, it's not that simple. Or 
by having a client like, oh, hey, by the way, we're doing a migration. Oh, cool. When when are you starting it? Oh, it's going live tomorrow. Oh, uh, what? And it's like, have you done uh, any, have you, have you done this list of things? No. Right. All right, cool. Not even on the radar. They're like, well, we figure we just go live and then you can look at it. What? <laughs> no, it's not that simple. Like, and I, and I get it when you're not, when you don't understand, you just, oh, website's a website. Who cares? It's just, my. I'm going to just put it on a different, I'm going to go from WordPress to uh, Shopify. What's the big deal? I mean, well, the big deal is all your URLs are changing. Uh, you're going to have all these new Shopify specific templates and stuff. And, you know, with I think you know you could tie it to it like generative AI stuff. People just don't understand how it functions. You know, if you go from WordPress to Shopify, and you're like, "Well, I didn't. Ch- all I'm changing is URLs. All the content's the same, right?" But Google's going to come through, and they're not going to hit WordPress code. They're going to hit Shopify code, and they're like, "Oh, this is a whole new website. We need to start over." Yeah. Uh, and you see these fluctuations. They're like, "What did I love too? What did you do? I didn't do anything. You." did it <laughs> it's it's so difficult too because it's like for a lot for for replatforming in general there's all these unpredictable unintended consequences so it's like even when you do it right there's still no guarantee that you're going to be able to maintain the same level of traffic hopefully it goes up but there's more to it than that yeah and it's you know to your point, like not SEOs not being in the room, but like, well, we didn't need you because this is a dev thing. Yeah, you do, because the dev idea of what to do and my idea of what needs to be done are probably not they're similar, but different. And I think back to like a class I took on web design, uh, you know, the use of like simple thing, like use of heading tags, h1, h2. You know, as an SEO, your H1, oh, H1, that's your main heading for the page. This is what the page is, and we need to make sure it's good. And someone that just did web design, and to be fair, the teacher I had was great, but he was an older gentleman who probably, he's got to be retired now. He fulfilled like he was close when I took him, but still, it's like, yeah, you know, H1, that's your that's your biggest heading. And then your H2 is a smaller one. And then you use H3 to make a different one. And it, that like it was for styling purposes. It wasn't for uh and then you can see that still sometimes where people use their heading tags for styling purposes. Yeah. And you know, it's gotten more advanced to where it's like, hey, you know, uh you can keep your structure, but you can ID your heading tags and be like, hey. My heading tag, my H2 in the blog can be set the styling to be different for the blog and the service and stuff like that. But it's, you know, back to you can't know everything. And right. People are just like, I'm using a template. It's fine. (laughs) Exactly. There is so much overlap, especially the bigger the organization, to your point of like, you know, you don't, you wouldn't expect an enterprise like an SEO to do a web designer's job. You wouldn't expect them to do a copy job and the developer shouldn't necessarily expect to do the SEO job, but you should take everyone's opinion into consideration because it ultimately impacts the business. Yeah. And I like to equate the way I like to 
when I would talk with a newer client or if they're new to SEO, explaining it to them is the best way to look at everyone's like, oh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, but that's, I think that cliche is a little not 100% accurate with SEO. The way I've but yeah, the way I started explaining it to people is like, imagine your competitor who, you know, you're in a race to get down to 150 pounds for your fight. And your competitor's at 152 and you're at 165. Mm-hmm. So we have to think of now take away like, you know, the diet science behind it where well, maybe that person no. <laughs> right. Well, That's not the lot, point. Right. They have a lot less distance to 150 than we do but here's the thing uh you know we're gonna we need to do x y and z so equated to your diet you need to do x y and z to get down to 150 that's gonna take time because you're not gonna just get down to 150 in a week or a day you know it's gonna take months but also if you stop they're not like did they stop they may not have and that's where, you know, I've been reading a lot too now where people are like, well, we're going to cut SEO because it's not, it's not, defi- it's not like, oh, paid. Okay. It costs $5 for a click. Somebody clicked, we paid five bucks and they bought the thing, you know. No, it's like during the pandemic that happened a lot. And then people paid the consequences. Now we're going through a recession and people are not learning the same old and competitors to your point, keep going and keep gaining ground or go and making the gap bigger. And it's funny uh, with like the recession talk, I was really thinking too. Uh, I told a lot of people in like 2021 and part of last year, I don't, I was like, yeah, I don't look at 2020 data because that's a weird year. No, we 2020 data. That's what I want to look at right now. Who screwed up because everyone's going to screw up again. Like, oh, it's going down again. We need to shut it off. And you know, the one client I worked with at my previous agency, that was like the first one they gave me. You know, they they did kind of turn it off during the pandemic, but they did a lot of work going into it. And they're like, because uh, they did uh, third party logistics. Yeah. So, you know, okay. Gotcha. Their business kind of boomed anyways, because everyone started buying stuff to the house. Right. So the nature of the industry is like they were they were benefit benefactors, benefit beneficiaries yeah. there's a but still like seeing they're like hey we need to turn we need to go hard again you're like well, let's go but they you know saw great increases through because they did that initial work yeah leading into it it's like one of those things where you can make the case but like yeah what if you just what if you kept going and i think that's the having good use cases too with your like hey here's somebody that when times got tough didn't shut it off and then when it got good again it got great exactly that's, it's that's compounding kind of, too yeah um, so gosh, there, it's fun. Cause it's like, you know, we have these conversations. There's so much more that you and I could talk about. We didn't even get to like local SEO or any, any of the other cool things that you've done, but I wanted to flip it over and go to rapid fire rankings, get your answers. Are you ready to do this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, here we go. Turn on the music, get the time on the clock. Here we go. Michael G, rank your top three of something that you love. It could be anything. Top three things I love. Um, I mean, it changes all the time, but uh, with winter, I do love snowmobiling. 
Uh, unfortunately, I only got a good weekend. Uh, I do love trying to do things around my farm, but weather's been rough. And uh, yeah, I, kind of cheesy answer. I love hanging out with my nieces and nephews because they're. That. <laughs> Hells yeah, not cheesy. I feel you there. Okay, rank your best SEO marketing win. My best win. Uh, my best win was suggesting these super short form pages to a client that go against every bit of advice I see people on the internet like, no, it's got to be long form. It's got to be 3,000 words and it's got to be blah, 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 blah. No, it was short form Q&A, like Q&A, or uh, that's Q&A, sorry, FAQ on just simple stuff and tested a handful of pages like these things are great we're getting great leads through it i'm like thank you <laughs> back to the business I, lo I love that okay rank your top three seo tools currently uh yeah i, I use hrefs a lot i love gsc though it's not complete but i still feel like you get great info out of it and then uh screaming frog Classic. And yeah, the GSC is like, that's the data. That's our closest we can source of truth um, you know, outside of GA. Rank your best SEO trick or tactic. I don't have a legitimate trick or tactic. Or I shouldn't say it's not legitimate. That's not correct. But keep it simple. I think people try and get too, you know, try and get too exotic sometimes with what they're doing and they neglect the simple things and then they're like what happened like well your foundation's crumbling that's why your house is caving in <laughs> it is it's fundamentals it is you know there are a lot of like new things that happen in seo but it really does come down to the fundamentals rank uh what you love most about seo i love uh like the uniqueness of it the different changing it's never the same uh sure there's things that are like yeah, you got your things that stay kind of the same but it's always evolving uh getting different and it keeps it fresh i love it i, I agree that's why i love it too <laughs> rank uh rank your best learning seo resource uh when i started i'd be lying if i said i wasn't watching every Moz whiteboard friday uh more recently, I tend to just follow kind of key influencers in the space, like in LinkedIn, Twitter, because uh, I feel, I mean, they don't give away the secret to the sauce that they use, but you know, they do provide great insights still. Yeah, it's always interesting to hear just how they think about things. Um, okay, so this is this is probably one of the toughest questions, but rank the top one to three SEOs or marketers that you most look up to. I don't back to the I don't really look up to anyone right now like direct like is that they're my I don't know they're my idol in SEO uh, but you know the first director of SEO I had you know she was an amazing mentor and really helped push me in the direction I'm in uh, but she turned me on to Bill Slosky and Hamlet uh, Batista early on that's where you know, I feel I learned a lot reading them um, yeah. yeah, kind of followed ever. I've read and followed from everyone, just trying to absorb as much as I can. But you know, so many I'm, great people. Yeah, 
It's and it's it sucks that Bill and Hamlet are not with us anymore. But there's they have so much good great content that they produced over their lives, whether it's SEO by the Sea or all the stuff on Rank Sense. Um, we I think there's even a, a webinar that Mike and uh, Hamlet did all about uh, automated testing on our site. So definitely really really smart dudes. Michael, this has been awesome. Um, if someone wants to find you online, pick your brain, or just talk about the farm or, or <laughs> snow snowboarding, where's the best place to get in touch? Uh, I mean, LinkedIn, best spot to get with me there. I'm pretty active on there. So I feel like uh, I drop funny thoughts and those do way better than anything that I try to be insightful about. <laughs> Especially when our industry is just ridiculous. I, I, I appreciate what you share on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for joining me. I, I really appreciate taking the time and, and you sharing your experiences. Oh, for sure. This was tons of fun. Awesome. So my name is Garrett Sussman of iPoll Rank. This has been the Rankable Podcast. We will catch you next week. Catch you later. 